0: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ Lafura Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and this is a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing?
2: LJ, doing good. Uh, very close to All Star, the All-Star break, which, uh, of course, very excited about on just only now really one more series for every team. And then they're at the all-star break. Uh, we had some news today break that uh both Jose Altuve and, uh, and uh, Carlos Correa will not be playing in the all-star game. They will be resting for the second half of the season. So uh yeah, at least we know that two more players will be added to the roster for the American yeah. league.
0: Now, I'm blanking on who it was, but I swear that a day or two ago, we had a fit for a uh, middle infielder from the American League that we couldn't fit in but wanted to get in. I can't remember who it was now.
2: Mm. Yeah, I forget in the American League who we were talking about. Um. Yeah. No clue. Oh,
0: no. oh, 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 oh! It was um, what's his name? JP Crawford.
2: Mm, okay.
0: But uh, yeah. But then, other than that, I mean, where else do you go now that you have two slots to fill?
2: Yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of guys that you could probably bring up. I mean, certainly there's always names that end up getting in due to injuries. And it's like, what? Like, he got in? I mean, I feel oh, like sure people take sure all yeah. way too serious as for, like, just seeing if guys made it. Like, you go on to someone's baseball a reference, it's like, oh, he was a five-time All-Star. Like, it really doesn't matter because it's such an arbitrary thing. The best players don't always make it. So... Yeah,
0: yeah. This is just, yeah. I'm just trying to think of like middle infielders that jump out of me, out of me from that group that I just kind of struggling right now. Pat Valera to the All Star game.
2: Yuli Gurriel, uh, Johan Mancada. Yeah, TV. A of guys, there. Brandon Lau. Ty France. TBD. TBD, yeah.
0: TBD, honestly, the fact that he, he's the biggest snub out of the entire uh, game, out of all of the selections here, the fact that TBD did not get into this game is such slander for the amount of work he's put in
2: this year. Well, I mean, he, he technically is in twice for both Jose Altuve and uh, Carlos Correa. And for Mike Trout,
0: four times Jacob Degrom.
2: Jacob, I mean, he's in it countless amount of times. If you want to, if you want to say so.
0: What if they did an entire like MLB versus TBD, and so like you had the MLB pitchers and defense, and then like there was just complete like you had literally had no clue who would be coming up. Like you'd have like Pat Sajak followed by Barack Obama, followed by David Ortiz on the other team.
2: That would be, that would be pretty good. Big brain. Uh, we want to talk about some injuries. We want to do a bit of an injury update prior to getting into the games uh, today. But, uh, yeah, LJ, what do you say we just go team by team here uh, real quick? should not take very long and just list off these these injuries
0: please I'm already bombing tonight
2: (laughs) all right well the Arizona Diamondbacks uh we'll start with uh three guys here who I think are pretty important Madison Bumgarner expect to return July 17th uh he will be returning from left shoulder inflammation suffered on June 30 through a bullpen on Wednesday, uh, and he's scheduled for another rehab start if he uh, if he uh, does well in his next uh, bullpen session. Carson Kelly fractured his wrist uh, back on June 20th. Uh, his expected return is August 17th, uh, as he uh, broke his yeah wrist after guy hit by a pitch which is a really tough loss for Arizona as he's been one of their only productive bats this year and then Cattell Marte strained his left hamstring right at the end of June uh expect him to be back at the end of July he uh did do a bit of baseball activity a couple days ago and uh, they're not having him do a lot of running yet, but are doing other hitting exercises. So he could potentially be back by the end of the month.
0: All right. Well, next up, we have the Atlanta Braves. As for big things there, it's um, quite a few guys that have some reasonable impact on this team. Travis Darno, their catcher, won't be back till mid-August from his sprained thumb uh, that certainly leaves a hole there, as well as the outfield also ha- sees um, Ender Inciarte and uh, Marcelo Zuna have both ended up coming out with their respective injuries. We'll get more into Marze- Marcelo Zuna on another day. Um, as for Mike Siroca, um, Brandon, this might just be my opinion. How long do you think it is until we start, we see him hang it up? Because, I mean, this is now back to back. Achilles tears one of which from him just walking the odds are certainly against him making a return to full MLB capability
2: yeah it's a shame I mean this guy really had the potential to be you know you see what he does in 2019 just really gets you excited and I just can't believe that it's it's come down to this I mean just so talented, and now we gotta wait till 2022 to watch him come back again. I mean, it's certainly a tough injury to rehab from. I would have to imagine like that can't be very fun, especially twice. Uh, but yeah, uh, certainly was very fun to watch in 2019, and hope to have him back very soon uh, and healthy for a full 2022. Well.
0: Well, next up, uh, real quick, though, we do have the moron himself, Huascar Yanoa, pitchers who punch benches. Uh, he is now doing long toss, which is a step in the right direction after breaking his hand in anger.
2: Yeah, uh, he should be good to go uh, right after the all-star break, a week or two after that, and probably at the most, if he's already through, if, if he's already doing long toss. He's just about ready. Uh, I'd have to imagine. Yeah. Well, the Baltimore Orioles. There's only one real big one here, and that's John Means. Suffers that left shoulder strain at the beginning of June, and uh, he will pitch on Friday. So today for you guys, he's pitching today for the Double A team for Baltimore and he will join the Orioles after the All-Star break.
0: Next up, we have the Red Sox and Chris Sale. Brandon, we've discussed this on this podcast a lot, but Chris Sale looks good. Um, still, of course, all simulated games, but, I mean, still positive, a positive contribution to the team. And overall, I mean, his stuff looks to ha- have just as much life as it did a year and a half ago the last time he pitched. So it's a very positive sign for the Red Sox who look to have him back in mid-August now.
2: All right. The Chicago White Sox, uh, two main ones here. Yasmani Grandal just a day ago. I hate to see this. Torn tendon in his left knee he'll be out four to six weeks hopefully to return uh mid-august is the plan for him but he's having a great year and you really hate to see that uh but eloy jimenez of course suffers that injury in spring training where he's leaping to catch a ball over the wall tears uh his left pectoral tendon well he will begin a rehab assignment today with the high A team for the White Sox and uh should be back after the All-Star break. So that's very good for White Sox fans. You will get the whole second half out of Eloy Jimenez. Of course, you lost both him and Luis Robert uh this year. Luis Robert getting hurt in May. Hopefully they want to have him back by mid-August uh that's the best case scenario with him. But yeah, Eloy Jimenez should be back for the second half.
0: I don't think we've properly appreciated how Chicago manages manages to put up 429 runs so far this season with their best four player, four offensive pieces, all missing at least six weeks at some point down the line. I mean, projecting out towards the end of the month, but like
2: has, it, been, has Jose Abreu missed that much time? I said four of their five. Oh, okay.
0: Did I say four of their five? Actually, I can't remember. If I made that specification, four of their five, or five of their six, depending on where you put um, Yermin Mercedes, because you can you can say five of their six have either been injured or bullied out of producing to the t- for the team. So overall, it's been an impress an impressive scrappy way that they've gone about all of this.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, short-handed lineup and Mr. Tony Larusa uh, has managed them well. Uh, certainly unconvention- or unconventional to today's standards. Very conventional to the uh, older standards of the game, and it was it's always worked for him so he's trying to figure it out the white Sox are a very solid team and getting back eloy jimenez makes them even scarier
0: next up we have the cincinnati reds who recently had pitcher Sonny gray end up going on with a strained rib cage muscle for the 10-day il uh, of course that with the all-star break just means next to nothing really just opening up a roster spot for somebody for the week or so that he will be, or four days, he'll be gone off the team. Um, it's looking uh, looking like uh, Nick Senzel should be back within the next coming weeks, as well as pitcher Lucas Sims with his straight sprained right elbow. So this is now Brandon, they're above 500, I believe, off the top of my head. Yeah, three games above 500. This could be a nice, healthy stretch to start the post-All-Star break push.
2: Yeah. uh, The Reds, you know, it's been a weird year for the NL Central. And uh, look, they got the offense to stay in every game. It's if that that bullpen is able to come through clutch when when they need them, and this could be a team that's uh, certainly making some noise in the second half, Uh, but... If you put
0: Milwaukee and Cincinnati together, that would be a nasty team.
2: Yeah, the Reds hitting and the uh, Brewers pitching is a very good combination.
0: The Reds pitching and the Brewers... uh... Hitting would be the worst game i would probably ever see in my life. Yeah,
2: no, that would not be good. No way, bueno. Well, the Reds, or uh, you just did the Reds. I'm going to do the Indians. Uh, yeah, so we'll start with Shane Bieber. Uh, had that strained right shoulder uh, in, in the middle of June. He will be reexamined this weekend to see if he's able to start a throwing program expect him to be back uh, hopefully early August. Aaron Savalli, uh, he's been out since June 22nd with that right finger sprain. Uh, he is playing light catch. I uh, expect him to be back hopefully uh, at the end of July for a couple of those uh, series to wrap up the month. Zach Pleasac, who had been out since May 24th, actually made a start tonight. Uh, lj will have that recap for you but i won't spoil anything zach please zach uh yeah came back and made his first start tonight so we will have that in the game recaps and then eddie rosario uh, got placed on a 10-day il july 6th uh and should return with the team uh coming out of the all-star break might have to miss a couple of days there but uh, should be good to go for the second half.
0: As for the Colorado Rockies, it appears that Austin Gommer should be coming back shortly after the all-Star break after he was sidelined with left forearm tightness for the better part of three weeks, four weeks. And yeah, about four weeks. Um this is a, 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 a it's a big gain for Colorado. I mean, there's only so much they can do. However, it will be at least comforting to see a guy like Austin Gomer pitch, who has had a lot of success over the past two years in St. Louis and Colorado. Uh, He's got having a one eight, six ERA last year and a three, six, eight this year, both with eight plus strikeouts per nine. So he will certainly be a quality addition to that roster. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
2: In line at the deli,
0: I guess? ha! in my dentist's office
2: All right, the Detroit Tigers. Three pitchers we're going to talk about here. First is Matthew Boyd. Uh, He played catch on Monday for the first time since he went on the IL on June 15th for that left triceps tendonitis. Expect him to be back. Uh, The date here is July 19th, so just after the All-Star break. Michael Fulmer, uh, he was cleared of of all shoulder issues. Uh, but he will return right after the All Star break, so July 16th for him. And Spencer Turnbull uh, strained his right forearm June 5th, got put on the 60 day IL. Uh, the earliest that he can come back is August 4th.
0: Next up, we have the Houston Astros, who should be getting a nice group group of reinforcements when it comes august as they appear to be getting alex bregman and jose or back generally around the same time odds are within about 10 days of each other both of those guys are Urquidy, the pitcher and alex bregman they of course star third baseman. would be clear upgrades on what's going on there right now and that's a division leading team in houston so Things are only looking up for the Astros right now, especially when you get their be- they get their best hitter back.
2: All right. Uh, on to the Kansas City Royals. And Alberto Mondesi, a guy who has struggled with injuries in the past, he strained his left oblique uh, during the middle of June. Uh, and we haven't had any update on him, but we're assuming that he will be good uh, to return for the second half. But, uh, yeah, not a lot of updates on him. So, uh, as for now, he will remain on uh, the IL. Angels have a few
0: significant names here, a couple very recently. Anthony Rendon.
2: Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony, Tony. um,
0: has been placed on the Angels injury list for the third time this year. He went on the 10-day this Tuesday with a left hamstring strain that occurred on Sunday. I don't have a record of what the other ones were. However, I, I definitely remember them being muscle issues with the legs. So I have a feeling that this is a recurring issue for him. This year, both at least one of the other DL stints was because of that exact same thing. You know, this this is a guy, again, who hasn't looked like the same guy this year. We were just talking about it last night, whether or not he fits into our top five third baseman in the league even. And a lot of that is his performance this year, possibly through injury, dragging it down. Uh, Mike Trout should also be back by the end of the month, while Justin Upton is slated to come back right after the All Star break from a lower right back, right lower back strain. There are no, there are not two backs.
2: Right back, uh, certainly. Right back, certainly like that.
0: My right uh, back, my left back is fine, but my right back is killing me, man.
2: Yeah. Well, uh across town to the Dodgers Clayton Kershaw was placed on the IL on July 4th with left forearm inflammation he's getting an MRI uh today Friday uh and then the one that I want the other one I want to talk about is Corey Seager uh Dave Rogers said that Dave Roberts excuse me uh, the Dodgers manager said that he's still experiencing some soreness and will be out in, in definitely, of course, Seeger suffers that injury May 16th. Uh, he was supposed to start a rehab assignment this week, but of course, uh, if he still has soreness that will not commence until, um, uh, yeah, all pain and soreness is gone. So, uh, probably a couple more weeks. And then the Dodgers will have Corey Seager back. Also, one quick note on Trevor Bauer. He got his leave extended by the league for another seven days starting today, starting on Friday. So it was supposed to go through Sunday. Uh, you had seven days to today's date. So it's really just an extra five days uh, to the original uh, leave period. And then uh, don't think, Dave Roberts made anything official, but I think he did say Trevor Bauer will not be a part of the Dodgers roster after the after his leave is over. Uh, for the for the meantime, at least.
0: Wow, I had not. When did that happen?
2: He like I had a press just like during his press conference said that he doesn't expect Bauer to join the team after the leave is is up.
0: Well, yeah. I'm not entirely surprised. Again, we don't have any concrete understanding of just what the league has in terms of investigation stuff going on amongst all of this. We don't know how deep and how bad this actually is and is getting. So overall, this could be a mess on its own, but you add Trevor Bauer into this, and I think the after effects certainly could be adverse to team success having him in that locker room not not necessarily because guys are going to have take issue with what he did like they 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 can be respectful adults about that however i'm not sure i can necessarily trust Trevor Bauer to completely put it behind him once everything is said and done
2: i mean yeah you'd you'd have to imagine though that there's some guys in that in that locker room who whether Trevor Bauer is innocent or not uh i just feel like it it would be very awkward uh to be back in a major league clubhouse especially after this whole situation you know that just it wouldn't sit right with me if i was a teammate of 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 his uh well you know, i mean it does. We, we know we are not. it's just it's just a terrible accusation to have come on you and uh I'm sure that it would that it, uh, if he was to return, it would be pretty awkward in the in the clubhouse.
0: Um, as a whole, I don't think. So, are you saying that because it's Trevor Bauer, or are you saying that as a whole?
2: No, just like as a whole. I could. I mean, I think Trevor Bauer being Trevor Bauer makes it a bit worse. But I mean, overall, he's a good guy to his teammates in general. But I mean someone has an accusation like that. I mean, you know, there's guys who have younger sisters and wives and kids and everything who are girls and they would, you know, I just feel like it's not a great, it's, it's just,
0: yeah, no, but
2: there's certainly guys who would not be a hundred percent on board with him coming back to the team, no matter what.
0: Well, at the end of the day though, who cares? It's a business. These guys have to be professionals there are, I can think of at least three people that are like technically still with it, still in the league, or just off the top of my head, that have been involved. Or I lost where I was going with that. Never mind. I I miscounted. Um, either way, you know, I think. Th- we have, we have seen a lot of guys come back from a lot of different things, I think is my point here. And it hasn't necessarily blown up in their face as long as they're willing to move past it. So as long as we get the mature version of Trevor Bauer about it all, then I think things are long-term going to be fine.
2: I mean, yeah, that's all assuming that he is innocent. If he's not innocent, then you know, this is the last we've seen him pitch. Uh, Yes. uh, I think it's that simple. If he's not innocent, he's done. Uh, All
0: right. Well, the Miami Marlins have Brian Anderson on the brink of return. He should be coming back in late July as he has already started taking BP from his uh, partial left shoulder dislocation back in May. Uh, Of course, another team that doesn't isn't necessarily like needing him for anything in particular, but it'll be fun for them to have him back in that lineup.
2: Absolutely. And uh, looking at the Milwaukee Brewers, another guy who they would love to have back in the lineup is Lorenzo Cain. He strained his hamstring, his right hamstring at the beginning of June. And uh, he will begin a rehab assignment. He's actually already done that. Uh, that re- rehab assignment started on Wednesday, and it will extend through the All-Star break. Uh, and then he should be able to rejoin the, the Brewers for a second-half push and a much-needed bat uh, to be welcomed back into the lineup. As for Colton Wong, who left the game early in July with left, lap- Left calf tightness. Uh, No update on him other than he has returned to the 10 day IL. And uh, earliest he can be back is immediately after the All Star break, but we have not received any uh, update on him yet.
0: All right, over into the Minnesota Twins now. And it appears that Byron Buxton is going to spend, is going to return for his next 10 day healthy streak. Uh, around the beginning of August, sometime around the August seven, nine, ten area. Uh, this is after fracturing his left hand when he returned from his back injury, leg injury.
2: He's older. been. I mean, every single part of his his body could could qualify. I'm sure at, at some point during his career.
0: I mean, that that's why he's able to do so so well this year i mean he's basically turned into inspector gadget out there everything's everything's been worked on i can't remember what it was that kept him out majority of the year but he's he literally he spent like what was it three games two games before he got hurt again it's it's -hmm. such a vicious cycle for twins fans
2: i hate how there's just players who no matter how good they are they just can't seem to break the injury bug. I think the number one guy, at least in in a recent history, is Grady Sizemore. You know, he had all the talent in the world, had some really, really good seasons there early on, and just couldn't stay healthy. And it's a real shame what ended up happening to him because he could have been a very special player. I believe in his first uh, four full seasons he put up uh, five and a half war and all of them uh, and was looking to be one of the best two-way players in the league was an incredible center fielder and uh, yeah it's a real shame and you know Byron Buxton the same way an incredible player on on both sides of the ball can really do it all was having such a good start to the 2021 year and you just hate hate to see guys like this.
0: Yeah, and on a less, like, um, I guess the best word to say would be sneakier level than a greedy size more is Steven Strasburg. I mean, this is a guy who has gotten gotten paid. He's gotten his money. He's gotten his ring. He's done a lot with his career. He's had a very full career. However, you can make a case on talent, that if we had gotten, what is it now, 12 12 years of healthy Steven Strasburg, we're looking at a likely or brink Hall of Famer right now.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like if we got 12 good years out of Steven Strasburg, we would 100% think he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he was, you know, though, I don't really know where you could say he got, he had like this major, massive injury. Sure. After his, after when he first came up and he uh only pitched 68 innings in 2010, 24 innings in 2011, but from 2012 on he threw at least 125 innings in every single season up until 2020. So he had a nice stretch there, but it does, it did seem like with him, he was the guy that would miss like five or six starts a year just to, for whatever. And, you know, it's
0: always, yeah. And it's always different random things, which like, it it breaks momentum. It, And I'm assuming with that too, having a lot of it be smaller stuff, he probably played through quite a bit too.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure that that he uh, had a pretty high pain tolerance. That's a guy who went through Tommy John surgery and could throw over 100 miles an hour prior to it. I mean, certainly I imagine he had a lot of small stuff that he did pitch through, but uh you know it's just a weird thing to see how guys bodies break down after being a pitcher or playing in the field for so long and it's just except except
0: his except his broke down after 21 years
2: (laughs) yeah uh crazy that he had uh, tommy john surgery so young just just wild all right Uh, do you
0: want to flip these next two
2: Yeah, sure. I'll take the Yankees. Uh, There is actually more guys on this list now uh, than they actually put on here, but I'll go through the ones that are important. Uh, Luis Severino, uh, of course, recovering from Tommy John surgery. He said that he felt good after he threw a, a bullpen last weekend. Uh, He's going to throw off the mound again at some point this week and then potentially could go on a rehab assignment and uh, could be back in the Yankees rotation. I would say early August is the absolute earliest point we could see him, but Luis Severino could be coming back. Uh, As for Corey Kluber, uh, it looks like the earliest he could be back is September which is not good for Yankee fans. Uh, I said it would only that it would only be be worth it if we signed Kluber. Like and he pitched one game in the playoffs. Just. Corey Kluber to make a playoff start for us if he doesn't I mean it's it's a waste of money that's that's what we signed him for the whole problem with the Yankees the least people thought in the past was that we didn't have a solid enough starting pitching staff in the playoffs we go out and get a guy like him and could potentially not even be there for us uh
0: Corey Kluber two innings five earned in the postseason is an absolute bargain
2: I mean, I would I would not like that, uh, but yeah, that those are the two main ones. Uh, Zach Britton's returning for the Yankees. Uh, Miguel Andujar did s- something with his hand. He should be fine though. The X rays uh, have not come back yet, but I believe he's fine. Uh, Domingo Herman had an emergency root canal got scratched from his start then pitched the same night uh so yeah that's where this this training staff is at uh he was
0: have you ever had a root canal brandon
2: no i've had i've had cavity fillings which are similar but not nearly as intense as a root canal but i just don't understand if you're not if if you're not good to pitch at seven o'clock somehow at 8 30 you're all good to go just that's it's all he needed was an hour and a half and unless it was his his mouth was was feeling that much better
0: unless it was a uh what do you call it anesthesia thing
2: yes you know like
0: some sort of whatever they used to medicate for it he might not have worn off in enough time but the question i have is like in my head again i've never had a root canal never. Never been like around someone who who has. How do you have an emergency root canal?
2: Like, he could have had like a lot of sensitivity on his teeth or something, like ate something really hot or drank something really cold, and his mouth was just very sensitive on fire and, and had to go to a dentist in Seattle. Is that what root canals are for? Yeah, it's just like a very bad cavity. Like, I feel like you. If if you have a root canal, you shouldn't be just walking around with it. It doesn't seem very healthy.
0: No, yeah, but also, did you say this was in Seattle? Yeah. You cannot tell me that whatever the issue was was so terrible that he couldn't wait till he could get back to New York.
2: Well, no, clearly it was so bad it it scratched from his start. So I mean. I mean I don't even, I don't I, know, man. I obviously no it is. I, obviously
0: it is, but I just it just it, it confuses me because like that that's not how I would think of it.
2: No, oh yeah, I'm trust me, I'm I'm I am also confused.
0: Now, are we gonna get to Clint Frazier having vertigo? I heard something about that. Was oh that
2: yeah, it? Clint Frazier has vertigo. Uh his spot on the roster has been taken by Tim Lo Castro though. So uh yeah, don't need Whoa. to worry about him as uh, hopefully we can use Clint Frazier's option now as makes sense finally to use it. Uh, but yeah, that's um that's the Yankees.
0: That, that's another question I have. I, I don't know why I'm questioning all the Yankees injuries, but w- it is why, why vertigo?
2: Is like, it, I mean,
0: the, the only reason I'm saying this is because this isn't the first time that I've seen or heard of a, baseball player having vertigo in their in their 20s or 30s like it's not that common a medical issue in the real world like it's just Uh, a
2: little i would argue that i would say it's a it's a fairly you know it's not extremely common but i'd say a fair number of people have suffered from from vertigo
0: oh yeah but i like I would say that more people have suffered from carpal tunnel than vertigo.
2: That that's fair. Uh, yeah. I think so, what like, what, to make what what's the it's what's the root problem. factor? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously not a very popular athlete injury. I honestly don't even know how like you get vertigo to begin with. So
0: it just kind of happens. If I'm correct, I think not.
2: Uh, many my family had it. it kind of happened. Yeah not a medical podcast but uh
0: yeah it it happens when you watch somebody have a root canal it's this whole conspiracy he showed up to the root canal got got dizzy and all of a sudden he's got vertigo um anyway where are we the mets oh yeah the mets the mets the miracle mets um it looks like should i be getting my hopes up here because it looks like they could have some serious reinforcements coming uh, J.D. Davis and his sprained left hand will, should be coming off the 60-day IL in the time coming out of the All-Star break. In addition to that, by late July, it's saying here we very easily could get Carlos Carrasco, but they're also vaguely talking about Noah Syngdegard as well. He's now uh, playing catch it and throwing out to 75 feet. I mean, there's still quite a few steps between 75 feet and starting a baseball game. However, if they could get him back by, like, September, that is a – but those two guys are a huge win for this team.
2: Yeah. uh, Keep me from
0: getting my – keep me from getting my dreams crushed, Brandon. Talk me out of the Mets right now. The anti-elevator pitch.
2: I would just point to their recent playoff success. Uh, LOL Mets, I mean, they find a way. They, they absolutely just find a way. And it's very helpful, though, to their schedule that their next six games are against the Pirates. as They play three against the Pirates to go to the All-Star break and then return and play three games against the Pirates. So betcha bet we'll they be, split. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I should move on to the Oakland Athletics. Mark Canna, a guy who I've been very high on, thought should have made the all-star game. Uh, he will remain out through the all-star break. It just got announced. He had been on the 10-day IL due to a strained left hip. And uh, will not be able to return until uh, at least the uh, at least the second half starts. And then Trevor Rosenthal uh, had been on the IL due to right shoulder inflammation and not pitched for Oakland yet this year. And he's opting for uh, a surgery on a torn hip labrum, which is not anything to do with the right shoulder inflammation, but I believe he did. Tear his labrum in the rehab process or something, but he has to have season ending surgery on that torn labrum. He will be back for 2022.
0: Next is the San Diego Padres. A reminder this is not a Padres podcast. As for new business with the Padres, we have Diddleson Lamette on here with right forearm inflammation. This will keep him off of the roster for about a month, going back to June 27th of 2021. So we're looking realistically late July, early August, for Lamette to make his next start. Uh, Austin Nola has also begun to do some regular work in hopes for coming back after the All-Star break at first base. Uh, This comes after a knee sprain back on May 28th.
2: All right, the Giants. Brandon Belt uh, had right knee inflammation back in late June. He hit off a tee and threw out to 110 feet on Tuesday. His expected return date is July 23rd. Evan Longoria uh, sprained left shoulder at the beginning of June. Uh, It was announced that he could be back by late July. So, peg his date for July 30th. And then Logan Webb uh, will come off the IL and pitch today against the Washington Nationals. Will make his first start off the IL for the Giants since May 31st when he got hurt. So, uh, so yeah, we'll certainly have to talk about that on tomorrow's show.
0: All right. Next up, we got the Seattle Mariners who are looking at a situation where they can get Kyle Lewis back in the middle of August from his meniscus tear in his right knee. This all took place around the beginning of June and uh, Mariners general manager Jerry DiPoto said in a radio interview that the team is hopeful Lewis can return at some point later this season. So expect that mid-August timetable to be the sooner rather than the later.
2: All right, almost done here. Just a couple more teams. St. Louis Cardinals, two pitchers here. Uh, First, Jack Flaherty suffered that strain left oblique on June 1st. Uh, He threw a 15-pitch bullpen on Monday as he continues his recovery Uh, He should be back by early August. Jordan Hicks got hurt on May 2nd with that right elbow inflammation. The Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mazaliak, said he won't be able to return until August at the earliest for Jordan Hicks.
0: Next up, we have the Rays, who their injury report looks like a couple of paper cuts. Next to, of course, the you know, big rig Tyler Glass now, who uh has looking like he can still potentially be back for some form of postseason run. Certainly, mid September is a reasonable timetable for him to come back from his sprained right elbow. Besides that, they have uh veteran Chris Archer as well as some of their younger guys like Josh Fleming and Manny Margot that will all be coming back at some point during the early to mid-July section.
2: The Texas Rangers, there's only one I want to talk about, and that is Willie Calhoun. Uh, He will have surgery in his left forearm after he got hit by a pitch against the Kansas City Royals and uh, could be back in mid-August. But, uh, yeah, certainly scary when you have to have the surgery over a hit-by-pitch. But he could be back uh, to at least play the last month and a half of the year.
0: Julian Merriweather is the big issue for the Toronto Blue Jays as far as their injuries go right now. He strained his left oblique, and things have taken a turn a little towards the worse, if not for the worse Um, For the longer, at least, as uh, he has now stopped throwing off a mound again, as things are, of course, just taking a little longer than expected for him to return to the team, potentially pushing back his early August return date.
2: All right, the last team, the Washington Nationals. Eric Fetty uh, came off of the IL on Tuesday. And uh, is back after he had a strained oblique on June 24th. Joe Ross was placed on the IL Thursday with right elbow inflammation. Earliest he can come back is July 17th. Kyle Schwarber was placed on the 10-day IL on Saturday because of a right hamstring strain. Uh, they are expecting him to miss a a long period of time uh, because it is a significant strain which. Hate to see, especially with how hot he's been swinging the bat. Uh, and the earliest they pegged him to be back is August 6th. But with them saying extended time, who knows when we could see Schwarber again. And then the aforementioned Steven Strasburg uh, suffered a ne- neck strain in early June. He threw a 60-pitch bullpen on Monday and could soon face live hitters earliest they peg him could be back July 19th, I would say he he'll, he could be pitching an MLB game by the end of the month. But that is going to wrap up the injuries. Uh, LJ, what do you say we just parlay that right into uh, the game recaps?
0: Yeah, why not? Let's do it.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to start it off with actually the Padres and Nationals. I'll go with that game first. As by far the game of the day with the most storylines, it starts off with the Nationals scoring three in the top of the first. Trey Turner goes yard for his 16th bomb of the year. And then Jan Gomes with a two RBI single makes a three nothing Nats. Top three, the Nats score three more thanks to a Josh Bell double, Starling Castro sack fly, and then a Josh Harrison single. It is six to nothing Washington. Trey Turner with his second home run of the game in the fourth inning. And it's eight to nothing nationals. Bottom four, the the Padres go on quite a bit of a run here. Tatis homers his twenty eighth on the year to put them on the board. Will Myers with a with a bases loaded walk. It eventually gets to Daniel Camarena, a relief pitcher, with the bases loaded. Him facing Max surgery, he steps up to the plate. Pitchers who Rake, grand slam home run from the reliever off of Max Scherzer, Daniel Camarena, absolutely incredible. His first career hit is a grand slam, the first time that's happened in an MLB game since 1898, and uh, a reliever hitting a grand slam has not happened since the middle of the 1980s. That makes it an eight to six game with the Nats still in the lead. Tatis singles in that inning to cap it off. And it's eight, seven Nats. Bottom six, Tommy Fam ties it up with an RBI double. And we are nodded <laughs> at eight. Score remains tied at eight till the bottom of the ninth when the Padres are able to rally. Starts off with a Tommy Fam single. Uh Manny Machado gets intentionally walked. Second and third with two outs. Trent Grisham drives home the walk-off run. Walk-off single. The Padres win nine to eight. They come back from being down uh, eight to nothing in the fourth inning. You can give the win to Mark Melanson. You Darvish not a good start. Three innings, six earned runs. The loss goes to Sam Clay. Out of the Nats bullpen, Max Scherzer, three and two thirds, seven earned runs. Oh, and I have the next game. Oh, LJ, uh, first, any thoughts on the reliever grand slam off of Max Scherzer?
0: Oh, I mean, you know, it's great. I mean, you, you always want to see variety in sports. It's something that lately I feel like a lot of sports have been lacking. So anytime you get some wacky story, which all seem all seem to happen more often in baseball than any other sport. It's a total plus. My thing is, how should I feel about the the Nationals right now?
2: Yeah, uh, not good. I mean, I'm taking a lot of team. I'm taking a bunch of the other NL East teams, and I know there's only five. Four other teams there right now. If I'm taking like I, I I want this team for the for the rest of the year, I'm taking the Mets over them. I'm taking the Phillies over them. Taking the Braves over them. Certainly taking the Braves over them. uh I just don't know where to go with this. Really, ball. you're taking
0: you're taking this Braves team over them.
2: Yeah, I I think the Braves have have shown uh, brighter spots this year than the Nats. I mean, this is bad. You blow an eight-run lead to San Diego with your best pitcher on the mound. I mean, how can this this bullpen be trusted? I mean, sure, Max Scherzer allows that grand slam, but you blow the game at the end of the game. And uh, look, I mean – the Nets have all the talent in the world in, in, their, in their lineup. They signed guys this offseason to, to help a boost that, Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber was carrying you offensively for a little bit. Now, now he's hurt for the foreseeable future. You still have Trey Turner and Juan Soto on this team, yet, this, yet offensively, 20th most homers in the league. Sure, you're up there for OPS but the starting pitching has not been good when you have a guy like Max Scherzer's been pitching good, but Patrick Corbin, not good. John Lester, not good. Eric Fetty has been okay, but they could really use uh, Steven Strasburg back. And it's a big loss that he's out. Just not good starting pitching from the Nats.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at this a little too optimistically, but. This has been a great past month for them. I mean, you couldn't have started the year off worse. I mean, I think the Braves seem to be acting to me like somebody kicked their puppy every single time they're out there. I don't think they have the uh, intangible pieces to be able to fight back into this. I mean, I think the Mets are certainly above and beyond the favorite, however... If you'd asked me going into going into this Padres series, I think you would have gotten a very strong answer of positivity for Washington, not necessarily to make the playoffs, but to be very close, if not the second team in the American League East when everything is said and done.
2: Fair enough. All right. I will move on to the second game. The Yankees and the Mariners, not a lot going in this one. Kyle Seager, homers in the bottom of the first to put Seattle up 1-0. Dylan Moore, homers in the second to make it 3-0. Mitch Hanniger, homers in the eighth, four nothing. That's your final score. The story of this, though, Logan Gilbert, who goes seven innings, allowing one hit, eight strikeouts, no walks, no runs. He retired the last 18 batters. He faced uh, just the absolutely dominant performance from the youngster for Seattle and shuts down the Yankees as they get one hit, uh, but still take two out of three. Logan Gilbert, LJ now on the season, 48 innings, 53 strikeouts, so over 1K per inning, and he's rocking a 3-5-1 ERA, a sub-1 uh, sub whip, which is good. Uh, yeah, uh, certainly has been very good and is going to be, a hopefully, integral part of these Seattle teams to come.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, if you can identify your pitchers early, I mean, they're certainly not the most important thing to make sure you have first, but – if you can identify them early, that can only help you because they can get a lot of the mistakes out of the way before you need them to, before you really need to rely on them. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I believe like Logan Gilbert is 24. So, uh, certainly a good time to get him started and he's been pitching good. So yeah. Uh, Yankees take two out of three against Seattle, and they will face Houston uh, in their last series.
0: Next up, we have Houston and Oakland. Oakland starts this game off with two runs in the top of the first. These came off of the one-two punch of Matt Olson and Jed Lowry, both driving in runs. Chaz McCormick does hit an RBI double in the bottom of the seventh, but that's The two runs are plenty to hold off the Astros here as the A's, for the first time this season, pretty much take it to Houston with a two to one win. Frankie Montas picks up the dub here. He's now eight and seven on the year, six and two thirds, five hits, one earned, and 10 strikeouts. The loss goes to Lance McCullers Jr. Seven innings, seven hits, two earned, eight strikeouts. The save goes to Jake Diekman.
2: All right, the Dodgers and the Marlins. Miami looking for a four-game sweep of the Dodgers. And Jess Chisholm opens it up in the bottom of the first with a solo home run, his 10th on the year. And the Marlins take a one nothing lead. However, the Dodgers would score six runs across the fourth and fifth innings to take a 6-1 lead, and they would hold on to win uh, in those uh, run scoring events most most notably you had rbi singles from chris taylor matt Beattie, and then a chris taylor rbi double drove home uh, another run so the dodgers win six to one julio urias becomes the first player to 11 wins seven innings one earned run nine k's Sandy Alcantara takes the loss four innings, three earned runs, and five strikeouts.
0: Next up, you have possibly the most boring matchup I can think of. The Indians and the Royals. The Royals start off this game, scoring the first three runs of the piece. However, in the fourth in the fourth, Bobby Bradley goes yard, his ninth home run of the year. Cuts the deficit to two. And then a three-run jack from Roberto Perez in the bottom of the eighth puts Cleveland ahead four to three. Carlos Santana then hits a solo piece to tie it up before Fran Franmiel Reyes can go yard in the bottom of the inning. And the Indians win this one seven to four. Give the win to James Karenshack. He's now five and two on the year. This is after Zach Please, Zach got this start coming back, pitching four innings, three earned, four strikeouts. The loss goes to Greg Holland. Danny Duffy started this one, five innings, four hits, one earned, and five strikeouts.
2: Well, LJ, another very boring inter-divisional matchup. The Rockies and the Diamondbacks, uh, this one gets started. Top two, Dom Nunez puts the Rockies on the board with an RBI double. Chichi Gonzalez, pitchers who rake in the top of the fourth helps his own cause with an RBI single, and it's two nothing Rockies. Bottom four, Stuart Fairchild hits into a double play to score Arizona's first run, and then Josh Van Meter homers in the fifth to tie it, or to, excuse me, to take the lead actually for the Diamondbacks. Charlie Blackman ties it in the top of the sixth with an RBI single. Then there's a wild pitch that makes it four to three Colorado. In the seventh, they pull away by scoring four runs. They get a Trevor Story and Jonathan Daza double, Ryan McMahon single to take an eight to three lead. Colorado goes on to win nine three, uh, and you can give the win to Chichi Gonzalez. Five innings, three earned, five Ks, and of course the RBI single. The loss goes to Jordan Weems out of the Arizona bullpen. Jake Feria five innings, two earned, and four strikeouts for Arizona.
0: All right, next up we have the Tigers and the Twins. And they went back and forth in the middle innings here. Eric Haas hits a two-run home run, which is followed up by a Ryan Jeffers solo piece in the next half inning making this a two-to-one Detroit lead. Zach Short then takes the long walk to first base, driving in Jonathan Scope, making this back out to a two-run game at three-to-one. And then from there, the Minnesota is able to get a flurry of runs in the sixth and seventh. Trevor Larnick hits an RBI single. And then Miguel Sano hits a solo piece a wild pitch scores a runner, and then a walk a sack fly makes his, a 5-3 ball game late in favor of Minnesota. They hold on to win five to three. Give the win to Hap foot and mouth, Jerry Hap, Seven innings, three earned, eight strikeouts. The loss goes to Tariq Skubal. six innings, six hits. Five runs, only three earned with five strikeouts. The save goes to Taylor
2: Rodgers. All right. The Phillies and the Cubs uh, played on ESPN tonight. And uh, the way the scoring got started, so I'll break down the situation here. It's first and third with one out. Alec Boehm at the plate. Uh, Three-two count. He swings and misses. So there's the second out of the inning. Didi Gregorius on first base, he, he is stealing on the pitch. So he is running to second. The Cubs catcher, uh, who tonight it was Wilson, or it was, excuse me, Robinson Chirinos. He throws down to second base to try to get Didi. He slides in safe. JT Real, Real Mudo as uh, he saw the throw go down to second, he breaks home from third. They throw it back home. He's safe. So you can credit Didi with the stole, with the steal of second. JT Real Muto with a steal of home. And that's how the Phillies score their first run off of a strikeout. Top three, Brad Miller goes deep. Uh, top five, Brad, Brad Miller goes deep. Top seven, Brad Miller goes deep. That's right. Three home runs for Brad Miller. That's three straight scores in a row in this game. That would give Philadelphia a 6-0 lead. Dede Gregorius homers uh, after him to make an 8-0 game. But Brad Miller goes yard three times. The Phillies win 8-0. Zach Eflin gets the win. Six innings, five hits, five Ks, and no earned now four and six on the year. Adbert alzali takes the loss. Five innings, four earned, and five K's. Uh, he's four and nine on the year. And then to cap it off, the Reds and the Brewers, bottom one, Milwaukee scores two, thanks to an Avasyel Garcia RBI single, and then a Jace Peterson bases loaded walk. The Reds don't get on the board until the fifth inning when they score on a wild pitch and then they score again on a wild pitch in, uh, I believe, the same at-bat. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it was the same at-bat that they they score on two straight wild pitches uh, to tie the game. Then Tucker Barnhart singles and it's 3-2 Reds after five. Bottom six, though, Keston Hiura, with an RBI double to tie it up at three. And then in the bottom of the eighth, the Brewers get a clutch home run from Avisayel Garcia, 16th on the year, puts them ahead five to three, and they go on to win by that score. Give the win to Devin Williams behind an Adrian Hauser, four and a third, no earned runs, 6K start. The loss to Brad Brock, Tyler Molly six innings, three earned 6Ks. Josh Hader picks up his 21st save on the season as Milwaukee extends their division lead to seven games. That is the second largest lead for any division leader behind the uh, Chicago White Sox, who have a seven and a half game lead. But I. Uh, yeah, I think that that is all we have for today's episode. Uh, LJ, you have anything else? or?
0: No, I'm all good.
2: All right. Well, thank you for listening to the MLB Daily Podcast. We get a much, very much needed injury update out of the way today as we are heading into the last weekend here prior to the All-Star break. Thank you for listening once again. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all at MLB Daily Pod. Play our trivia game on Twitter. Uh, LJ, go get, our,
0: go get our new phone wallpaper.
2: Yes, uh, please check out the phone wallpaper that we posted to our Twitter. Uh, please play the trivia game, LJ. The last couple of days has been has been a, giving us some some uh, layups. I think is is a good one to say he was doing the all-star editions he was he he was letting some people get some points you know very festive i'm happy that we had an all-star edition cuz i could finally get it without having to cheat so uh that's nice but yeah make sure you're playing that and uh yeah thank you for supporting us and uh, of course we'll be back tomorrow see you mañana